it's not a bad thing, right, to ask for even. No, absolutely not. How much, like, if you're if you're with a partner, and it, let's be honest, either in bed or just otherwise, how much easier does it make your life if you know what they would like you to deliver? Mm-hmm. If they've articulated, hey, I would really like X, Y, and Z. I really would like it if you touched me here. I really like, if you know what it is that they would like, it makes everything so much easier. It's the guesswork and trying to like read into the subtext of their actions to figure out what their expectations are that end up driving you bonkers because it's all a guesswork and it's all like trying to read the subliminal messages rather than going, hey, this is what I would like. Welcome, everyone, to the Relationship Done Different podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Christopher Hughes, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia today. And I'm joined by Ms. Justine McKell and Ms. Melanie Mead. And today on the Relationship Done Different podcast, we're talking about the elephant in the room. We're talking about tiptoeing on eggshells. We're talking about the great relief that comes when you're actually willing to say what is for you and ask for what you desire. What I would call having your voice in a relationship. So many of our listeners out there probably have had the experience in relationships of not wanting to say something for a multitude of reasons. Either you don't want to offend someone or you're worried that if you say the wrong thing or say what's actually true for you, you might lose the person's attention that you've decided is so, so, so valuable to you. Now, Justine, do you have any experience with this? Well, I, I do. Maybe you can help me. Um, <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, yeah, how do you talk about subjects that are uncomfortable because you were saying the tiptoeing but also you you don't want to lose them but you don't want to offend them because they may be sensitive um whether it's to do (laughs) with finances or it could even be attracted to another person like there's like how far do you what do you talk about with your partner like without offending them um so I guess, yeah, is there a way? Okay, I'm going to get some facilitation here. So is there a way if there is something I wanted to bring up, say, example, money, um, and I didn't want to offend the other person, how would you suggest I go about that, Christopher? Great question. The thing <laughs> is, you do have to be, well, you don't have to do anything, but it's valuable to be aware of the other person's world what they can receive and what they can hear in particular like there's this idea that we should be able to share our truth and say what is for us and quite often most people's idea of sharing their truth and saying what is is delivering judgment and that's not the case there has got to be a place in our relationships whether they're personal or business where we can say what we what's true for us and ask for what we require without it being about a shortcoming on the side of the other person. So what I always look at in in that world is, I look at the person that I'm talking to, ask myself, and for you guys out there listening, these two questions can really help you. What can they receive? 
and what can they hear? And then I'll ask what I would like from the place of making it about me, not what they're doing wrong. Mm. If, you're, if you're trying to look at correcting a behavior of theirs, you might be judging them a little bit. Yeah. But it's totally okay for you to say to them, hey, um, you know, when we cover the monthly bills or when we put money into our joint account together, honey, um, I really would like it to change a little bit or look at maybe adjusting to a new system because the way we're doing things right now, I'm noticing that I am getting a little bit um, upset about it or I'm feeling a little bit taken advantage of and I know that's not your intention so what can we change here so that it works out for both of us mm. and that's just you've kind of just taken all the charge out of it because you're making it about you because I know sometimes I do do that I have <laughs> verbal diarrhea and what I'm like men seem to just want to fix everything <laughs> like and 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 um, sometimes things, I don't need it being fixed. I just need to do verbal diarrhea, but I'm saying it in the wrong way that would offend. Um, yeah. So I, so I, I love how you've, you've put it like that. Yeah. Make it, don't make it like, make it more about you. Yeah. And almost make it more about you and make the situation outside of your relationship with that person. And almost like you guys are working on it together, looking from the outside in and going, so how do we change this so that it works as opposed to what happens where everyone's kind of tangled up in this situation and everything they do and choose becomes this like symptom of a bigger problem. Yeah. Instead, if you just go, huh, let's acknowledge that both of us have a part to play in this scenario. And if it's not really working or we're not happy, what can we do? What can we change? What questions can we ask to create a different possibility here? Rather than you're doing this, you're wrong. It really pisses me off. What, what is, yeah, if you're nag in the kitchen, you won't get a stallion in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my God. I just watched, I just watched the best documentary about Julia Child. She was the TV cook who like revolutionized food in America. And this was her, her three tips to a great marriage. She said, you need to feed your man you need to flatter your man and you need to fuck your man. Those were the three <laughs> things she said created a great relationship. <laughs> I love that. And you know, the tips you were talking about before, like I was just thinking it's not just relationships, it's business relationships, it's kids, it's, um, you know, how do you get what you want and how do you uh, almost be assertive, but so it doesn't offend the other person, yeah. Yeah. And I get that too. A lot of the time you're actually dealing with people, not the actual, the thing. So in, in business, you know, it's like you might want to move something in a particular direction or you have an awareness, but not everyone can always hear it. Or, you know, they might only see you in a particular way and maybe think you don't know what you're talking about or, you know what I mean? And then in relationship too, it's kind of, you know, you're dealing with somebody sometimes that might have a past or a history with a particular type of relationship so they're reactionary and uh so like it's, it's what I find unusual is it's really just to to step back and realize it's not personal 
and actually like what you're saying Christopher is actually use those tools then because when you were talking there as well what showed up too for me was like you know a lot of the times and it shows up for me as well as other people but but what you hear a lot is you know when you say step back and have a look and ask questions and what can they hear and what can they receive it's like how do you communicate with somebody without giving yourself up? So if they can't hear what you have to say, or if you know that they're maybe tunnel visioned and you're not going to be able to kind of get in there and have that conversation, what tips do you have to like not feel like you're giving up any part of yourself, but also knowing that maybe you can't necessarily kind of go in deep? In the conversation. Great question. Yeah. Do you have something on that, Justine? No, I, I was just thinking, I've probably gone on another tangent, but I was just thinking of saying in the workplace, like if you wanted to ask your boss for a pay rise, it can really apply to any elephant in the room that you're not addressing. And yeah, I was just thinking about certain situations. And once you've actually talked about it, like this, you know, you're building things up in your head for so long or you're replaying situations or whatever it is. But once you actually talk about it um, and get it out, it, it always turns out better than you think, right? Like it always creates more. That's the whole thing. It's, it's the imaginary reaction we've built up in our head of like what they're gonna say, what they're gonna do, and what they're gonna think about us after we ask for what we actually would like. And it's never what we think. It's always so much easier than that. So, so it's a it's not a bad thing, right, to ask for what you <laughs> No, absolutely not. How much, like, if you're, if you're with a partner, and it, let's be honest, either in bed or just otherwise, how much easier does it make your life if you know what they would like you to deliver? Mm. If they've articulated, hey, I would really like X, Y, and Z. I really would like it if you touched me here. I really, like, if you know what it is that they would like, it makes everything so much easier. <clears throat> it's the guesswork and trying to like read into the subtext of their actions to figure out what their expectations are that end up driving you bonkers because it's all a guesswork and it's all like trying to read the subliminal messages rather than going, hey, this is what I would like. And yeah. it's actually such a gift to them and you when you're willing to be straightforward about what that is for you. You know, like I was talking to Simone about a business relationship that she has with uh, another um, friend and it was, wasn't really working. And I said, well, when you started the relationship, the partnership in business, what did you ask them for? And she said, I told them that what I required was money contributing financially to the business and extrapolation, the time that we would have to create together and explore different possibilities and, and come up with things that we could do. And I said, are you getting either of those things? And she said, no, I'm not. And that's just it. She was really clear about what she desired and required. It wasn't being delivered. So then you either have the conversation and go, hey, this is what I require. I'm noticing that's not occurring. Can you, can you do those things? Are you interested in doing those things or do we need to reevaluate the situation? Again, the other party is not wrong. It's just, here's what I require. That's not what's occurring. What do we change? 
Yeah, and that's such a great example. Like I've never met such a straight shooter, but not in a wrong way as Simone. And I'd never had that. I've been working with her for the last 10 years. And I am just so grateful when she tells it how it is. Um, but she also delivers this, I wouldn't say it's strong talk, but just straight shooting with kindness and she knows what she wants and she asks her what she wants and it's like I've always just tried to keep the peace or tiptoed around everyone and like at the expense of myself for really asking for what I want and I know access is all about like uh, you have to ask and ask questions and and ask for what you want and it is it's it's for me it's a hard skill but I guess you know what's the worst they're going to say as you say in right voice for you, you give exercises for people to go out there and I want you to have, what is it like four no's today? Or can you explain mm -hmm. that exercise? Yeah, so, and Melanie knows this ex exercise well because she helped me create a class in Dublin. Um, it's an exercise where, and for all you out there listening, you can do this today. Go out and ask three people, four people, whatever you choose for something you know they'll refuse. Go ask for someone, go ask for something that you know you'll get a no. And it's incredible what has showed up for people. I actually had a woman do this activity in Buenos Aires, Argentina. She was being really smart and she said, I can show you how easy it is to get a no. I'm going to call my ex-husband. So she called him and she said, when we divorced, you got three houses and I got one. Can I have another house, please? And he said, sure. I think that would be fine. Let's go meet with the lawyers on Monday. Oh, my goodness. I know. I was like, <laughs> mind blown. If wow. you're willing to ask for things, like what if for all of you out there, please ask yourself this question. What have you decided you can't ask for that is actually just waiting to be delivered? It's like, it's usually the assumption that you can't ask, that you shouldn't ask, that is stopping you from actually receiving these things that you want. Wow. Wow. You know, like I grew up, I grew up with the very uh, old fashioned and English way of taking tea. And you'd go around to someone's house on a Saturday afternoon and you'd sit down and you'd have a cup of tea. And then when you were finished, they would offer you the second cup of tea. And my mother always said, you have to refuse. You must refuse the second cup. And if they say, oh, but I insist, that meant you were welcome to stay. And if they didn't insist on a second cup of tea, that meant piss off, I'm done with you, you're boring. Oh my goodness. Very polite. <laughs> Very polite. I know. But this is this is where we live. This is where so many people sit and live. They they live by these strange rules and codes of conduct. And we're taught at a young age it is wrong to ask for what we actually would like to have. And yeah. truthfully, it's not selfish. It makes everyone's life easier if you're clear about what it is you would like. So how about you, Melanie? Have you had have you had in your like relationship history any like difficulties saying what is for you or asking for something or like even maybe breaking up with someone and having that awkward conversation? No, I was always good at breaking up with people. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's one thing I could definitely say I was good at um no it's just really interesting because like um it's kind of like again asking for what you want but like what Justine was saying like trying to be so considerate of um of the other person and kind of where they're at and and, and how they might take something and maybe a way to frame it because you know like there's just so much going on and uh, you know like I would always have said I never asked for much but you know I would have been seen as extremely demanding so I never quite understood what I was doing half the time anyway but um like that it's just there's all those moments where um you feel like you've been made wrong for you know that you know like what you would like or you know what would you like to do or you know where you'd like to go whatever so it always kind of confused me so I never knew like what am I doing here like can I can I do this or should I you know like just be quiet or you know how do I keep the peace not that they were like explosive arguments but you're like the annoyance or the aggravation or whatever so and I'd be fairly easy going on a good day so for me it was just mixed and I, I I was listening to like the first podcast we did in this season recently and I, I still maintain the same thing I'm really not sure what goes on half the time with people because to me the interactions are so different so I spent my life trying to figure out how is it done like how do people interact how do you basically not offend the world yet actually at the same time be really happy with what um with your own life and it's just been one big giant um blur like a, a confusion and, and an ongoing an ongoing adventure to actually have more of you and also you know like I suppose like one of the things that a, a lot of people that don't work with me would say this but they always like oh you're such a strong independent woman and sometimes I'm like a big girl do that kind of way like I can't like you know I I am not afraid of you know I love somebody lifting something heavy and you know all the things but apparently I put that out there so I spent a lot of time how would you put it like putting people at ease for the the traits that people found very domineering so like I think it's just an unlearning now for me to actually just step back and go like if I was showing up as me today you know what would it be like and if I was to ask for what I wanted what would that be you know what I mean because it's just a really long history of trying to keep the peace well if you don't ask for what you want you might never end up with a house like the person Christopher talked about right I know totally totally (laughs) story ask for what you want but what you just touched on as well the keep the peace thing you know like Mm -hmm. And that energy we, we mentioned when we started this podcast of like tiptoeing on eggshells, mm-hmm. like that constant worry that you're going to offend someone if you actually said what was for you or you're going to hurt their feelings, say, for example, mm-hmm. like conflict and confrontation is something that a lot of people are so adverse to. Um, how about that for you, Justine? Have you had like places in your life where conflict and being willing to have conflict actually created something greater or is it something you've always been adverse to it's not it's not something that I would welcome I'm a peacekeeper always um and yeah I just I always try to make people feel better about themselves so but to the expense of me and Gary asked me to do something recently that was so outside my comfort zone and I didn't think I had the place to be able to do this either um, because I didn't want to offend or if I, you know, it's just really, really digging down and deeper and deeper. But um, 
I ended up doing it and delivering it in my way and it was so fine. Um, but the anxiety that came up before <laughs> before it. So I, I think I've always tried to avoid it. But I think if there's anyone, an example that I've really seen do it well is Simone. Um, and it's always created more. And I'm so I'm so um, grateful for someone being upfront. You, you really are. It always, if someone asks for their, like exactly, they never get that rejected. And what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no to you, right? So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think I've learned a lot from this podcast too, that to stop pussyfooting around and stop, you know, treading on eggshells. And I think my husband would be more grateful if I just spat it out and said what I want to. <laughs> so it's to everyone's benefit, really. Mm, well, as you said, so often men and the men in our lives, they want to fix the situation or if there's an issue, they want to just be able to address it. And if you're able to just say it, speak what is, again, not from judgment and not as an attack or a nagging, yeah. it makes everyone's life so much easier. And especially the men in your life. I remember when I first started working with access consciousness and it, I got really frustrated at one point and I said to Simone, I'm in all these meetings with all of these different women and none of them tell me exactly what it is they expect of me. Like we have these really verbose conversations where we're talking about different things and everyone's brainstorming and extrapolating and I don't know what you want me to do. Just tell me, what is it that you want me to do? And she was like, oh, that is so helpful. Yes, exactly. So I think that is uh, bringing our season to a close here, folks. And thank you, Justine and Melanie. Um, Paula Peralta couldn't be here today. She's at an event in New York. But uh, we, all four of us, with some special guests, will be seeing you next season. So, of course, uh, like, subscribe, share on the Relationship Done Different podcast. And we would love to hear from you as well. If you have any questions, topics you want us to explore or something that came to your attention with any of uh, this season's material that you'd like more information on. So reach out and touch us. Thank you all for listening. Bye everybody. Bye.